Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with Two and Cal. Superman edition. Welcome back, y'all. Thank you for joining us for another episode. We got a jam-packed show for you to for you today, guys. So we're gonna get right into it. Super right to it. Yeah. So uh last week, I believe it was last Thursday, uh oh, HBO Max and Warner Brothers released a trailer for Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! Now, I don't know if you guys remember Mortal Kombat based on the video game. Back in the 90s. Yeah, and in the movie they had back in the 90s as well. And, and the sequel that spawned from it. And, oh, it was terrible. Annihilation yeah, was trash. And the web series they had. They are doing a reboot of the series. And I think it looks pretty good. It looks amazing. Especially yeah. with that um, with Sub-Zero. When he freezes the bullets when it's about to come out to the gun. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the one Instagram Jax's post? Arms off. Yo, Did you see that good. one post? From it was uh Sub Zero in both uh the nineties joint and uh twenty twenty or twenty twenty one joint. And they they do a comparison of how he freezes the gun because he did that to Sol- Sonya Blade. Okay. Yeah, it's it's nice. If I could find it, I will post it on the Instagram. No, no, I definitely gotta check it out. But yeah, it uh, I was just saying earlier, like when we were talking to some earlier about it, it looks like it was made by, excuse me, guys, damn. <sighs> Sorry. It looks like it was made by someone who cares, someone who understands the source mm-hmm. material and wants to, in a sense, elevate it. Like, the cinematography looks good. The fighting looks good. Like, it just, it doesn't look like it's just, all right, let's just make this movie for how much amount of money you just put this shit out there. Nah, it's like, somebody cares. Yeah, these are people <laughs> who care about the source material in the video game and just literally want this to be successful because video games have not had a good run this far. And I mean, I, I I know what people say, but I, maybe this one could be the one to break the curse. Because I mean, I I don't know anyone that doesn't like this trailer. I I think it looks really good, and I'm on board. And it comes out April 16th, so we don't have that that long to wait. wait. Like a month and some change. Um, yeah, a little over a month, maybe five Since weeks, six February, weeks. February is pretty much over. Yeah, six weeks maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I'll make I'll be excited for World Cup, Ed. And I, I love. It seems like it's um, it's gonna take after. Um, we're gonna learn more about the story of Scorpion and Sub Zero, and and their past and um, the rivalry they share. And then we'll sort Which of they kind of went into on Scorpion's Revenge. Yeah, in the in the cartoon. So that's that's cool. We'll get to see that in the live action. So I'm excited about that, dude. And then you got the cat that's playing Jax, um, who played Guardian. Or yeah. Jimmy Olsen is Supergirl. Looking like Steve Harvey. Yeah, with that big-ass mustache. But this is going to be good. You know, if he was going to leave Supergirl to go and do something, I'm glad that, you know, he went to something that's going to boost his his career. No, for um, sure. Because so, sure. he was in this one show that I used to watch on USA where he played a football star, uh, Unnecessary Roughness. No, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it was I remember a, that show. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Mm. I'm not going to lie. So when I saw him on Supergirl, I was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Much luck to you, brother. I think it's what, Makai Brooks or something Mekhi like that? Brooks, yeah. I think he left Supergirl so he can actually do this part. But, um, yeah, no, it looks it looks really good, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. So, again, Mortal Kombat comes out April 16th on HBO Max and simultaneously in theaters. Now we're going to switch gears. For uh, two seconds, I know yeah. um, that we are doing, you know, our thing. But I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. what movie theater is getting ready to open back up 25% capacity? What are your thoughts on that? Um, Like, would you go see Mortal Kombat in theaters? 
Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I, I won't lie. I don't know. Because is it just AMC or is it both AMC and Regal? I think it's both AMC and Regal. We'll see. I think maybe after I get a, a vaccine or something. And then does that change the prices if it's at 25%? Because movie theaters got to make money because they've been hurting for so long business-wise. So I can only imagine I'd, the tickets are going to be like Yeah, I'd like to see what the plan is before I decide to uh, step back into a theater. But I think hopefully in in the summer, like, because um, there are some movies I'd like to see in theaters. Um, like, I'd like to go see The Suicide Squad in theaters when that comes out in August. So hopefully things should be better in August. I'd like to see... Black Widow. I'd like to see Dune. I'd like to see. I heard that's going to be fire. Yeah, and what else is coming? Out? I'd I'd like to see. Hopefully, No Time to Die, because that's been pushed back so many damn times at this point. Like this was come out in April or some shit. Like that was the original date, right? Or um, original I, month? Is it? Yeah, it was not the original. The original month was like November. Or yeah, originally like it was actually Valentine's Day, twenty twenty. Then it got pushed to the fall of 2020 because obviously with COVID. And then, um, damn, what else? From there, from November to April, and then from April, I believe, back to November 2020. So it's been a constant pushback with no time to die. But I'd like to see that in theater. Kind of going back to what I was uh, switching back gears a little bit. Vanity Fair released an article talking about kind of like the history of this of the Schneider cut and sort of detailing more so the personal struggles that Zack Snyder went through. And the article spoke about how um how kind of miserable the production for Justice League was and how the studio had certain mandates for him. Um and how they would pretty much say, Okay, like, you know, we want to have um a, a bit more humor, a bit more levity. And they mandated that the movie be two hours. And usually, if you're if you're making a movie, you kind of have to have those runtime mandates in while you're making the script. Like you can't have like shoot a movie that you think is going to be like two and a half hours, three hours, or four hours, and then all of a sudden say, "Okay, we want you to um to make this thing exactly two hours." So he was talking about that, and he was talking about how. Um, John Berg and Jeff Johns were assigned to almost be watchdogs on set for him. And that goes in into sense, what um what's his face was saying, Ray Fisher. Well, yeah, they were I mean that 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 was that was always public. Like that was like they were always meant to be there as producers and like supervising because I guess at that time they were kind of running DC films or whatever. And um they were just talking about how they were trying to play middleman between Zack Snyder and the studio. And John Berg actually like released a comment saying, you know, it wasn't a job I wanted to do, you know, and I tried to maintain the integrity of the movie while also ap- uh, like abiding by what the by what the studio wanted. And you know, there was just a time where he just he just Zach just felt defeated because he talked about how his daughter uh, took her own life and he was trying to stay involved with the film, but all this pushback from Warner Brothers asking to change this, stick to this, he just said, you know, I kind of give up, and then. Uh, Josh Whedon came in, but another interesting thing is that Josh Whedon was brought in like way before I guess Schneider decided to leave, oh, and because yeah. he was talking about how they brought in Josh Whedon to like write some funny scenes and things like that, or just extra scenes, and then Zack Snyder was saying like, okay, you know, he was very welcoming and gracious to everybody. It's like okay, maybe he could write something good and things like that, and then 
it became, okay, Josh is going to write more scenes. Okay, Josh is going to direct a scene. And then, okay, Josh is going to do this. And then after a while, he's just like, you know, I don't really have the energy for it. And he and his wife just left. And what was interesting in the article, too, was talking about how uh, Zack Snyder's never seen Justice League. I was, yeah. I'm was, i actually uh, doing some speed reading right now. And Zack, Snyder, uh, Zack Snyder's wife, Deborah, mm-hmm. and Christopher Nolan actually went to the screening of the... Yeah the Whedon version of it and told Zack Snyder, like, yo, don't go see that movie. Yeah, like, you could never see this movie. Like, it's it's imperative you don't see it because you'd be crushed. And so he kind of, he took their advice and he's he's never watched uh, the, the Joss Whedon version of Justice League. Which and, is trash. <laughs> yeah, and another interesting note, like, they had a uh, Warner Brothers executive, they didn't say who it was, but uh, they were talking about how when they screened Justice League for the executives, there was kind of like an audible gasp, like no one said anything because everyone knew what a piece of shit it was. And yet they still released it, still put it out there. And, you know, what's history is, is, is history. That's amazing how you can have people, you know, you, you kind of see with the writing on the wall early. Yeah. And you still want to put out shit. No, for sure. You had us heightened. If anything, you should have let that man create his vision, do what he had to do, because you already gave him two movies. Yeah. You gave him Man of Steel, which is, in my opinion, one of the best Superman movies ever, if not the best. You know, if you, you can put it up there with the 1978 Richard Donner Superman movie, and you could also put it in there with um the 81 Superman 2. Mm-hmm. Or was it 81 or either 80 or 81? Superman 2, and then um Man of Steel. To me, those are the top three Superman movies. You know, and then you have flipping Josh Whedon, who, you know, the Avengers was good. You know, you can't you can't really take anything away from him off that front. Avengers 2 was Yeah, yeah it was so so. It was so it, you know, if you had to go put it against uh the regular Avengers, it was so part. Um and I feel like he talked. And I feel like we didn't knew that, you know, especially when he was creating the second motion picture for the Avengers franchise. And, you know, after the thing, he's like, yeah, man, I was emotionally drained. I was this, that, a third. And you would think that you had all this kind of trouble with the execs before. You're going to come into another man's project. Well, they, they invited him. So that's that's pretty much on Warner Brothers. But still. You know, it's not like he sent his resume and said. You know? But still, bro, like, I just, I can't respect it. No, yeah, and, and and just based off of what's going on, he's it sounds like he's pretty much ended his own career, but we won't get, get on to that on here, but... um, Maybe next episode. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's it's kind of a, like, you know, a sad thing to read, and then just how he's able to come back and do this, you know, and be triumphant. But he also talks about how one of us came to him and said... You know, could you, up. <laughs> could you just release the movie as, as is without finished music, without finished special effects? And he's like, no. Like, why the fuck would I do that? If if I'm going to do this, like, I'm going to finish the special effects. I'm going to finish the movie. You know, do color, do the proper things, color correction, do things I need to do. I'm not just going to release, like, the skeleton of a film. So they, um, they decided to, you know, give him a $70 million where he was able to add a scene or two and, and finish, finish his movie in. We're we're less what less than a month away from seeing it, so it's, yeah, because it comes out what March 18th. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's very exciting. I can't wait to see it. I'm ready. But yeah, let's let's switch 
gears to another DC icon. Um, so, uh, guys, this one is is near and dear to my heart. Or this this segment. Um, happy belated birthday to the great one, Dwayne McDuffie. Um, if you guys are not sure who Dwayne McDuffie was, you know you guys have well a do your damn homework. B you're missing out. And see, he's partially responsible for a lot of the, a, a lot of the good television we saw as children, especially when it comes to cartoons or even some of the good books. Yeah. Um, Dwayne McDuffie was it was an American writer who wrote for Milestone Comics, which was a publication from DC Comic Books that was more so geared for ethnic characters, whether if you was mostly black, but you had some Asian characters, you had Hispanic characters, and it was just telling our stories mm. in a way that was up there with Superman or Batman, you know, um, our version, uh, in a sense, you could say static was our version of Spider-Man, you know, oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and just having that and having that man create such a rich legacy with uh, the static shock cartoon. Um, ben 10, Justice League Unlimited, just the regular Justice League and countless other shows and, and comic books. And we lost him at an early age. I want to say he was in his 40s. Mm. And I, when I saw it was his birthday, my, my so for instance, my birthday passed was on the 18th and he was born two days after me or yeah, two days after me. And just realizing that such an incredible man you know, had a birthday and not too many people really gave it a shout out, I thought it was a travesty. So I wanted to uh, make sure that I gave the time and the, the proper the proper time and the proper respect to Mr. Dwayne McDuffie. May you rest in power. We miss your work. Your, you, you know, your legacy still lives on, whether if it's through Static Shock, um, Hardware, Icon, Justice League, Ben 10, and some of the DC animated movies that came out, you know, Justice League. Uh, what was that? Unlimited. No, 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 no. It was a, a animated cartoon where Batman just betrays the League. Oh man, um, Doom. Yes, Justice League Doom. He wrote that, and which is based off of the Tower of Babel comic. And it, he was an amazing. He also he was I'm just an amazing writer. I, that's something that I I can't stress enough. Rest in peace, Dwayne McDuffie. Yes, thank sir. You for all you've done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> What's going on with WandaVision, Tucson? Bro, I'm not going to lie. First off, Monica Rambeau, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. You are just the best. And I believe her last name is... Because I started following her on Instagram recently. But anyway, let me let me get back to... WandaVision. So, as you guys know, the Hex is making everything go bonkers in Westview, New Jersey. Uh, currently, we, we know that it is Wanda that is doing all this stuff with her powers. And what we found out was that it was Agatha Harkness mm -hmm. that manipulated the whole situation. So, now this upcoming Friday, we get to see how all this happened, you know, how did Wanda get to that place where she, you know, was able to go steal Vision's body and all this stuff, like what manipulated her, you know, how did Agatha do this, you know, and it's starting to really catch up. Like I always say, it starts off, it started off a slow burn, but man, pretty good stuff. 
Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I, I think the reveal of Agatha Harkness is, like, the worst-kept TV secret. It's, like, kind of one of those things where you could predict. Um, but, you know, you're just kind of just waiting for the show to reveal itself, and you're kind of enjoying and watching the story kind of go. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, again, I know I've probably said it to death, but, you know, WandaVision wasn't necessarily a show that I was excited about. I think I think it has been very good thus far. And it's interesting to see the twists and turns, you know what I mean, and what's going on. And I think these last two episodes are really going to be really going to be good. And I think they're really going to show their hand. And I think these last episodes will really affect the Marvel Universe going forward. You know what I mean? And it, it's I think it's interesting because I always knew, especially going back to Pietro, I was like, that's not Pietro. That's not Quicksilver because that, that's not Quicksilver from Age of Ultron. And it wasn't Quicksilver from the Marvel Universe, just in the way he acts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you just knew, like, that's that's not Pietro. And if, and if it's meant to be Pietro, who knows? Then I feel like they've kind of drastically altered this version of Pietro, or if maybe he was under control of Agatha Harkness, but I think he's kind of a ma- manifestation that Agatha created. That's actually it, a good one. Again, we'll see. We'll see. But it's been kind of interesting to read everyone's um, um, well, predictions on this show. Now, some of them have kind of just been crushed. Thank you guys so much for even uh, replying to any of our posts on Instagram. It's really, really appreciated. You know, the love that we getting on there, especially when you guys are talking about what you guys think. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, because like some of the posts I've just been reading online, it's like, oh, it's Mephisto. It's Nightmare. You know, I think we're going to get mutants this way. It's been interesting. I like everyone has these theories. And, like, maybe it's Reed Richards that built the car. And that, that was kind of funny Friday. Everyone was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess it's just, it's just regular this shit. person. <laughs> you know, but everyone's like, oh, we still haven't really technically met the person. But I was like, when do you get the time to introduce that person? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because especially with these two episodes. You're not going like, to have time. Yeah, we have to get more backstory in Agatha. They're going to show that. And then we have to do the, the resolution. And apparently there's still going to be a cameo, um, a big cameo, that hasn't been revealed yet. People, People think it's going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah, but it, it's got to be bigger than that. You'd almost expect Doctor Strange to show up in this. You know what I mean? And like Paul Bettany, um, who plays um, Vision, was saying it's an actor he's always wanted to work with. I mean, how many movies have they been in together? But I guess sometimes they don't film together. Yeah. But also... Because if you think about it in... Uh, Infinity War. They didn't shoot any scenes together. Yeah. Damn, that'd be a crappy sentence. And like, oh, it's the actor I always want to work. Because I know everyone's like, it can't be Doctor Strange. Like, the, you know what I mean? Because you would think they definitely met each other on a press tour. So that kind of is working together. But I don't know. Then I guess that's my theories going, going around. But, um, shit. We'll see, man. We'll see. But I, I think these next two episodes are really in for it with WandaVision. So. They, they get respect for me. They get respect. Respects, respects. But uh, I don't know if you guys know or follow Stargirl, but the original Flash, John Wesley ship is coming to Stargirl. Tucson, take us off about that. Listen, guys. So as you guys know, John Wesley ship, a.k.a. the OG Flash, a.k.a. Flash 90, a.k.a. Jay Garrick, a.k.a. the Golden Age Flash, a.k.a. Flash of World War II. Is going to be in a flashback episode of Star Girls, which is going to be episode nine. Um, he's currently on his way to Vancouver now to start filming, and it's going to be great, man. 
I think that this is a good way to incorporate the Justice Society into the CW and into the Arrowverse. I do like, um, I'm not going to lie. Now, you guys remember when Stargirl first came on? Pat Dogan, 2020. That's my guy. Uh, well, 2021. Uh, I do believe that the, sh- the show is going to get better. I mean, with all the action scenes that they had, the fight scenes from last season was terrific. Amazing. amazing. You know, the costumes was amazing. was good. Like, they really, really, really did a good job on it. And um, I just can't wait to see what they're going to do with Jay. I wonder if they're going to give him a new costume. Is he going to have the same costume from The Flash? Is that going to be their way of linking Stargirl up to the rest of the other Arrowverse shows since Jay yeah, Garrick has been I, on I it? I do think it, it is it is a way to link that up. You know, because I don't know if maybe he's playing a different version of Jay Garrick or that could we'll be seeing Jay Garrick's Earth. But I, I, I do think because, wait, he did die in crisis. Yeah. Well, every, everybody did. <laughs> no, 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 no. But didn't he actually give him? Oh, no, guess, that was re- Flash 90. OK, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. See, I always. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I did forget about that. OK. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what happens, and I and again, I do think this is a way to sort of bring it into the CW world a bit. Um, I I was uh, worried about the CW handling Stargirl just because I thought the quality was so good. I thought there was no way they could really succeed with that, especially moving it to CW. But watching Superman and Lois, they proved me wrong on that. And speaking, yeah, and speaking. Of our last topic, this yeah. one had to be last, yeah. Because as soon as it's we not technically last, but yeah, we, yeah, keep going, yeah. But because this show was that good, it had to be one of the last ones. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the second, well, first to last, but or second to last, either one doesn't matter. Because goddamn, that show was good. Yeah, no, it was really good. Oh it my was god, really good. Like, I I thought like because I remember I, I keep going back that first trailer where it was just like what him flying and flying by mirrors or some shit I was like what the fuck is this I don't know and then that second trailer I was like oh hold this up. is some Zack Snyder kind yeah. of quality what's going on yeah, not even like Snyder you could just tell like again they put some money into that money yeah <laughs> and you could tell like they came into this with a vision like some shows you watch it's just like you don't really know what certain kind of visual style they have like. But they're watching this, things are just so visually striking. The colors, mm-hmm. and just the cameras that they use, the cinematography, just like everything was just it, everything great. was good. Everything was good. I was so surprised. I was I was I was very surprised. I haven't been this excited for a new CW series since you know Flash and Arrow first started. You know what I mean? This is like something where it's like, oh, I gotta come back every tuesday and shit and, re- and, and watch this yeah right that's now that's literally how 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 it is for me right now you know what i mean so i i'm 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 excited uh, they i'm on board 100 and they 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 have me they got me the only thing that killed me about the show and it's not really anything that's serious mm. but they padded my son costume bro yeah and i think over time they'll change it. i think the suit will adapt i think you mean like what they did with wally in the yeah. terms of season three, like the yeah, mask was like, off for a little while. Yeah, because that's what they always do with these shows. You know, as the seasons go, they learn to adapt. You know, they'll they'll take a look back after this season and be like, okay, maybe we could take some of the padding down. Maybe Tyler Hecklin, the guy who plays Superman, could be a little bigger where they can put less padding so it looks a little bit more natural. You know, they always do that with shows from time to time and change yeah, up. But I guess my thing was you didn't you didn't put him in padding when he first came in the Supergirl, right? Almost yeah. every guest starring 
But I, I think I almost think this is a different kind of Superman. I almost feel like they like rebooted the CW Superman with this because I was watching John Campion. He was saying like oh, they really it. didn't talk about the Arrowverse at all. Like you could watch the show and be like, "This guy, yeah, this guy's exists in his own neighborhood. I mean, his own universe." Even with like how he now has teenage sons, because that would that have to mean that he's raising kids for fifteen years. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. when the last time we saw the kids, they were toddlers. Well, it was the toddler, but remember, after Crisis... They never... They said twins, but they never really said their ages. Right. You so, I mean? you know what I mean? But you kind of knew that he was going to get something. What, I, what I'm digging is that they're definitely doing um, Peter J. Tomasi's run, you know? Superman as a father. Mm-hmm. And to see him like that, and to see him so vulnerable, I like it. And to see him as a family man, to see Clark... I just loved it. And then just that first scene alone, that opening scene. Yeah, the, the flashback seems really good. Bro. It was a good way to tell his story and kind of reinvent it, but also not have it drawn out for for episodes on end. So that it was 1938 really just, costume, yeah. bro. It looked great. It, it looked, looked great, great on because him, bro. It, it really could have fell flat and been like, oh, this is corny. But, you know, it's good that they tried. They, they tried it. it and it worked. And, and it they, looked great. They, you could tell that they loved what they were doing. And I was kind of like, you know, I wouldn't have minded if, if that would have stuck around for an episode or two. Maybe. I need to see more of the suit because sometimes, you know, you would have had to, to to light things really right and shoot mm-hmm. it a certain way. But it looked good. It looked really good. <laughs> it looked good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on board 100% with Superman Lois. I'll be there next week, the following week. This show has me. And I, and I love the dynamic with the two brothers. It doesn't feel forced. It feels like, you know, because sometimes the brothers say, oh, we hate each other. We argue. But you can tell they genuinely care about each other. You know, they rib each other, but they got each other's backs. You know, and that's that's kind of like how it should be with brothers and things like that. And, like, they, it, they feel like real characters. So I'm very happy about that. Because sometimes, you know, younger actors and child actors, you kind of like, ah, you know, sometimes they're the weakest links. But... I actually, when it was with the with the twins, I wasn't w- wondering where Superman or Lois was. Like, oh, could we go to them? I was like, no, let's you know, let's stay with the twins. You know, I'm gonna learn more about them and see their world. And what's what's your theory about? Because I, I think my theory is that they both have powers. I do too. I think that Jordan, who is the the creepy son. I the think creepy son. <laughs> Rephrase that. That's show my show my man Jordan some love. No, nah, I mean like he was creepy in the beginning. You feel me? Like why was he creepy? He just seemed <laughs> not. When I say he was creepy, he was just off. He was. You know, he was different. He's socially different. He has social, social anxiety. anxiety. Yes, I'm sorry. Creepy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's bring it back. So, <laughs> oh shit. So with that being said, um. Having the kids having their superpowers, I think that you saw Jonathan's powers develop a little faster with strength and all that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, you got that. And then you see Jordan at the barn fire, no spoilers. And you're just like, damn. Yeah. But the thing is that they never talked about uh, Jonathan. But I mean, he has to have powers. Because they they try to play it off as like oh you thought Jonathan had powers but it's really Jordan but I think the, I think they'll both have powers because do you remember that little flashback scene where he threw the football at like ten yeah he threw it at, at like at like ten or eight years old and it broke the damn rope I mean it wasn't like a a, a stringy kind of rope like it was it was, it was a thick rope and then he and like and Clark looked he's like oh yeah 
You know what I mean? You don't, you don't like he has to have powers. You can't just show that. But I think that's going to come up later in the season. And my theory is that I think Jonathan kind of knows how to control it in a sense. I think really maybe it's something that maybe he's kept to himself. Mm. And I think now that he kind of knows that, like, you know, his brother has powers, his family's he's Superman. He's able to chill out a little bit. More. Yeah. I think, I think he's a, yeah. And that'll be interesting to see, like, if there's any rivalry develops between them. You know what I mean? Will things shift because, you know, now Clark's uh, the son who he thought didn't have powers has power. So will his sort of attention shift? I mean, it kind of has to shift. So I'll be interested to see if, if any rivalry develops. But, yeah, Superman and Lois, Tuesdays at 9 on the CW, and it comes on after Flash. Yeah, Tuesdays so is about next Tuesday is about to be really good. But yeah, we're running out of time right now, but I just wanted to say, guys, we got the, the new title for the next Spider-Man movie, and it's Spider-Man No Way Home. And just in 20 seconds, Tucson, can you give us what your predictions, what that title would be? He's going into the multiverse, bro. Yeah, I think he's um, going to the multiverse. That's how Sony's going to get him. Yeah, and and I think um, he has to figure out how to get home. So I think Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have to help him get home. I think he jumps from Earth to Earth, like maybe he'll end up on Tobey Maguire's Earth which is why you have Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock, and then he'll end up at Andrew Garfield's Earth, which is why he has to fight Jamie Foxx's Electro, and I think mm. all three of them will team up to get back, to help him get back to his Earth. So, yeah. And it's crazy. It's just coming out this year in Christmas. I was like, shit, okay. So, yeah, we'll have another Spider-Man movie this Christmas. We'll see. I, I think they're going to push that shit back, because yeah. movies, movies like that are so special effects heavy. You really got to give yourself months for that, but Hey, fuck it. Uh, if if it it's out Christmas, I'll see it. But guys, thanks a lot. We love you guys. So, yo, this is two. This is Cal. Word to the blur, baby. Word to the blur with two and Cal. Let's do it. Thank you. Good night. Much love. And good luck.